you're listening to episode 231 of the FitzPro podcast. And today's episode is all about reflecting on last year and really just sharing one of my favorite practices. I have done so many yearly reflections basically since starting my business. And it's always been something that is paramount for me. It's something that has to happen. It's something that I gain a lot of clarity for. And I feel like I can't move into my next year with clarity and aligned direction until I look back on how the previous year went. So I'm going to be taking you through some of my favorite reflection practices. You can pick and choose. You can take what works for you. And ideally, that's what I want you to get out of this. So I'm going to give you several questions to ask and then my ultimate favorite practice that I think if you do nothing else and just do this, it will give you clarity moving forward. So without further ado, let's dive in. The FitzPro podcast is your no BS approach to seeking out truth in the world that is online health and fitness. You'll see through the lens of the trainer, the trainee, and the entrepreneur. I'm your host, Annie Miller, certified strength and conditioning specialist, entrepreneur, lover of sleep, lattes, and dinosaurs, aka not your average fitspo. And my aim is to help you grow your mind, body, and business through knowledge and authenticity so that you too can become a fitspo. If you happen to be an entrepreneur in the online health and fitness space, be sure to check out my free on-demand workshop, Your Biz Your Way, Three Steps to Build a Profitable Online Health and Fitness Business. That is what's very important to me as a coach who coaches coaches. I said that that was something I was never going to do, but I wanted to do it differently. And once I gained enough success in the online space as a health and fitness professional, I had enough demand and people coming to me and saying, hey, how did you do this, particularly in the way that you did it, which may have been different to mainstream, and it may have taken me a little bit longer, but it was my way and it felt good and it built the business that allowed me to build what you see today. So if that is something that interests you and you are passionate about health and fitness, but you don't want to bend your morals or your philosophy or your approach to fit into some of the popular boxes we see in the online world of health and fitness, then please do check out my free workshop. You can go to anniemiller.co backslash workshop dash register, or the link is always in the show notes. So I have done my fair share of yearly, half yearly, and quarterly reflections. I am a big fan. Today I am sharing some of my all-time favorite reflection questions. These are questions that I believe best set you up for a more successful and aligned year ahead of you. Whether you are listening to this in 2023 or a year in the future, whatever, I hope that this is helpful for you. That is the goal. I am not a fan of planning next year in the absence of reflecting on the current one. Whether you had goals and plans for this year or not, I still encourage you to reflect on this current year before moving into the next one. So here are the reflection questions, and I'm just going to spitfire give them to you. We start off positive and then get into some more challenging questions where I want you to kind of question and push yourself. These are to gain awareness. They are to bring you into the present and the past so that you can move into the future. So answer these for career or business and personal. Whatever comes to mind first, I encourage you to do that, but also 
I do think it's so important to say like, you know, how did I do in my career or in my business or in an endeavor outside of just my personal life? And then also, how did I do in my personal life? Because we don't want either personal to be totally thriving. And then maybe we do have career aspirations or business aspirations, and those are just falling by the wayside. And we don't want vice versa. You know, if you're doing great in business and career, and that's awesome, but your personal life is falling apart, also not ideal. We want to get as close to possible to both of these things, making progress in our personal life and our business and the two working cohesively together. Again, I I will probably say business a lot, but this also applies to just your career. So you do not have to be an entrepreneur for this to apply. The first question is what went well this year? What went well this year? which we will reflect on each of these. I'm just going to list them off for you now so you can jot them down. The next one is where did I grow the most? Where did I grow the most? And you're going to do these again for personal and for business. You can like draw a line down the paper or you can have a separate page for business and personal. But the first question you're going to ask is what went well this year? The second question is where did I grow the most? The third question is where did I surprise myself? The fourth question is... Where do I feel stagnant or apathetic? And apathetic is a really important distinction there. Where do you feel stagnant or apathetic? Stagnant would be like either, you know, where did you maybe want to make progress, but you didn't make progress. It's just kind of waiting in the water, stagnant. Or where did you feel apathetic? The next question is how did I get uncomfortable? How did I get uncomfortable? And then with that, this is in like the same question, if you will, did I get uncomfortable or did I stay in my comfort? Which I want to make clear that staying in your comfort for a season or even a year is not bad if that's something that you needed. But if it is a desire of yours to get uncomfortable or you have a pull to do something and you haven't done it because it is uncomfortable, then we want to look at that. This is where those questions get kind of more challenging and where I want you to push yourself and be really honest. The next question is what did I let go of, if anything, and what should I have let go of maybe sooner or totally if you didn't? Was there something that you probably should have let go of, or you hung on to for too long, a behavior, a person, a job, this could be anything that you probably should have let go of. So I'm going to list those one more time really quickly. What went well this year? Where did I grow the most? Where did I surprise myself? Where do I feel stagnant or apathetic? How did I get uncomfortable? Did I get uncomfortable or did I stay comfortable? And then what did I let go of, if anything, And what should I have let go of if you didn't? So now we're going to go ahead and go through each one of those in a little bit more depth. And then I'm going to give you my favorite practice, which is a monthly bullet point and emotional reflection. So stay tuned for that part. What went well this year? Free write, like just bullet point, let it flow in your business or your career. What went well? What accomplishes 
What accomplishments, excuse me, did you have? What went smoothly? What maybe was a barrier in the past that didn't seem to be a barrier this year? This can go in so many different directions. I want you to let it flow and pivot wherever it goes. This is where we're really like dumping all of the positive things. What went well this year? That's for your career, and then you're also going to do it for your personal life. What went well this year? Get nitty gritty. List every single possible detail of your life that went well in this past year. Relationships, goals, aspirations, any kind of growth that you had, specific trips that you took, specific steps that you took. Maybe you started going to therapy. Like there, this can be again anything. This is so open ended. The point is to really like dump all of the positive things that happened this year in business or career, as well as personal. Something came to mind when I was saying that, and. I think of becoming a parent and I didn't become a parent in 2023. I became a parent in 2022, but I think that people might think like, oh, having a child is a positive thing, which it is, but you might not associate that with something that went well this year. You might have other feelings attached to that and that's okay. So I also just want to give you space to make note of that because I literally just thought of it myself, um, under what went well this year, maybe you can have a little section that like, this is a positive thing, but I wouldn't necessarily say that it went well. And you can make as many notes as you want underneath that. So I'm just giving that some space because it's literally a thought that came to mind as I'm recording this. As far as where did I grow the most? That is going to be, I would say, a bit more specific. So if you say, I grew in my relationships on the personal side, what do you mean by that? Did you have more hard conversations? Did you, uh, this can also be in tandem with like, what did you let go of? So maybe you grew the most in relationships via letting go of ones that weren't serving you any longer. Maybe you started more relationships. Maybe that was you getting out of your comfort zone. Where did you grow the most? And this can be, you can ask other people that witness your life where you grew the most. Uh, If you do have employees or if you have people that you manage, you can ask them that as well. But we want to know on the business side, on the career side, and on the personal side, where you feel you had the most growth and be specific. When it comes to where did you surprise yourself, I also want you to be specific here. In personal and in business, where did you surprise yourself? Where did you make a decision that maybe in the past you either wouldn't have made that decision or you would have made a different decision or maybe something came easy to you that used to not be second nature to you? Where did you surprise yourself both in a business sense and from a personal sense? I took a positive spin on that. That can also be negative. Like where did you... Maybe make a decision that was a bit out of character or um, that might be classified as negative. We can be surprised for many reasons. Surprises can be positive. Surprises can be negative. Surprises can be neutral. So I just don't want to put this in a box of where did you surprise yourself in a positive manner. It can also be where did you surprise yourself? Where did you find out, oh, I might need to spend some time here. So that can go in any direction that it needs to. It just needs to be authentic to you. When it comes to where do I feel stagnant or apathetic, 
I think that is going to be a pretty guttural reaction. And I think a lot of people don't like answering that because I think that where we admit we were stagnant or apathetic, there comes with a lot of shoulds. We should be doing X or we should care about X. And maybe that isn't the case. So this can go either way. You can feel stagnant somewhere because you actually do want to have growth there. You can also feel stagnant somewhere because you think you should want to have growth there when realistically that's not something that you want. So spend some time with this one where you feel stagnant or apathetic, again, both on the career side and on the personal side. Maybe that sets you free of like, well, I feel stagnant here, but actually I don't want to grow here. I'm fine with this being what it is. And that's the realization you have. Or it can be the other side where you do feel stagnant or you've been apathetic towards something when really you have a pretty strong conviction to change that. And like I said, I feel that that's going to come with some pretty guttural reactions. So whatever, whatever your mind went to, whatever your gut went to, give that some space. Um, how did I get uncomfortable? Did I get uncomfortable? Did I stay comfortable? Like I said, when I mentioned this the first time, this really is dependent on like, if you want to get comfortable, if you have a conviction to get comfortable, if there is a thought that is reoccurring, if there is a a motivation that is reoccurring or a desire and you have kind of set that aside because of fear of getting uncomfortable, whatever that thing is, it's going to require you to do something that you haven't done before. And that is inherently going to be uncomfortable. Let's name that and then make a decision. Are you willing to do that? Or are you not? And that's a hard question to answer. It's a very hard question to answer, to be honest with yourself and say, wow, I don't want to do this because it's going to make me uncomfortable. And I'm willing to just live with that for the rest of my life, or I need to really step up and do this thing and give this a shot and get uncomfortable and see what happens and bet on myself. Obviously, I am thinking from an entrepreneurial standpoint, but again, that can be personal. I shared in my first pregnancy, the feelings that I had leading up to getting pregnant and kind of ignoring that conversation and ignoring those thoughts for two years because I didn't... I was scared to entertain what having children could possibly look like. And obviously I just waited till I got knocked up and we had to, you know, make decisions. That's what this question does. And it's a question that I was not answering in those two years leading up to. And I would have had a lot less fear and a lot more joy and a lot more autonomy leading up to getting pregnant or maybe even making the choice to get pregnant if I would have answered these questions face to face. So that is why I bring it to you. The next is uh, what did I let go of, if anything, and what should I have let go of? So if you do feel a should, if you feel like you're choosing to hold on to something that you need to let go of in business, in fitness, in personal life, whatever, give yourself permission to do that. I always joke that in my daily dose emails, a lot of them are just giving people permission and I really want people to just give themselves permission more often, but that takes a level of awareness, obviously, and tuning in and having time to tune in and all of the things. So answer those and then do my favorite exercise, which is monthly bullet points plus 
emotional reflection. I got this from Hillary Rushford's year in review, her goals journal. I don't know if it still does it. I don't know if she even still offers this, but I love this exercise and it is the most important thing for me to do annually. If I do nothing else in my reflection, it is this. You are going to go month by month, look at your planner. This is what I personally do because who the frick remembers what was happening every month and then jot down just key events. So if you do have a planner, if you kept notes, if you have photos, if you have video, if you have anything to take you back to each month, you're going to reflect and just jot down bullet points of what was happening, what sticks out to you, what was important to you, etc. about the each month. Again, I do this for life and work because they provide context. For instance, if I was on maternity leave or we had guests every weekend in a month or we were moving or had seven contractors at the house that month, I would note that in addition to I was launching peer programming or we had X revenue this month or whatever notes I would want to make on the business side of things. These add context to the emotion or theme you're going to then choose for that month. Because I'm not an overly emotional person, this is a really good exercise for me. Some of you are very, very, very emotional and you're gonna be like, check, done, easy. You can note, like I said, revenue, see trends, highs, lows, when you got influxes of clients. Did you launch something new? Did you have a big promotion at work? Did you have a big workload that month? Was there a project you were working on? Did you join a course? Did you go to an event? Did you, again, start therapy? Like jot all of the things down that happened in the month. Once all of your bullet points are in for one month, recap and then choose one word, which this might actually be difficult for you emotional folk out there. One emotion or theme that encompasses the majority of that month. I always bring out the feeling wheel. If you've never looked at a feeling wheel, you don't have to go to therapy to do this, but I love a feeling wheel. I did this a lot in the early days of postpartum because I was like, how do I identify what I'm feeling right now? I would break out the feeling wheel and be like, yes, this one, this one, and this one. So Google it. Most of them are the same uh, with just kind of like different layers and depths of each emotion, but you're going to choose one word. And that's what can be helpful is instead of trying to come up with a word, looking at the feeling wheel, like allows you to just say that one. There's a kind of visceral reaction when you see it. So you're going to choose one word that encompasses that entire month and you only get to choose one. This is a challenge. And also where things can get kind of real. And I remember, I think I want to say it was a 2021 podcast. When I reflected on 2020, I didn't think it was a bad year. And when I did this exercise, I was like, wow, like, I mean, it was a good year for business and things like that, but like not great emotions, not great emotions, which obviously makes sense for various reasons, but It was a lower year for me. And so this was a really good exercise to kind of see that when it puts it into focus, you will likely see a trend or an overall vibe of your year or maybe seasons within your year. You might see a flow and that, in my opinion, leads to clarity on what might need to change for the year ahead. And that is what happened for me in 2021 when I did this exercise, which again, I'd done for three or four years before that was wow, what needs to change 
in the next year so that the feelings on each month are not what I see here. That leads to our last questions to ask, which is how do you want to feel next year? I asked this question in business. I asked this question in my personal life, and I asked this question before uh, giving birth. So in my birth prep, that was one of the most important questions I asked. It was not dependent on the outcome or on the events that took place in my labor, but how did I want to feel in that process? If X happened, how could I still feel this way? How could I still have these feelings under these four different circumstances that could transpire? That is just an example of a a much broader picture for your life and for your business. How do you want to feel? And then you're going to plan, and that can be more than one feeling, by the way, you can list things off there. Then plan some decisions that number one, you have control over. What can you add to your life? What can you change What can you add to your business? What can you change in your business or your career? What do you have control over? Number two, what actions will bring you those feelings regardless of circumstance? So outward things are going to happen to us in business, in life. That is a given. That is something we can depend on. What actions can you take? What reactions can you have? What principles can you grab onto that will allow you to keep the feelings that you want to experience regardless of circumstance within reason. That is what I want you to answer. That is what I leave you with for reflections of this year in preparation to plan for the next year. Even if you have already planned for next year, I still so encourage you to answer these. I, at the point of, I'm recording this podcast well in advance, um, but I have already answered these. And it's just so good. I just love reflection so much. And in any of my experiences with one-on-one business clients where reflection takes time and it takes energy and I fully understand that, but I encourage you, even if it's not in one sitting to answer these, that is what I had to do in, what would it be? 2020. 2023, in the beginning of 2023, I reflected on 2022. Um, That was due to being like very early postpartum at the end of 2022 and just not having the capacity to do anything like this. Uh, I did a little reflection before baby came, but I also needed another reflection kind of after we wrapped the year up. So the way that I had to do that was in little bite-sized chunks and it was not my favorite, but it was still worth doing. So I encourage you to do so. As usual, if you found value here, please do give the show five stars, leave a written review, do all the things, get on my mailing list, go to anniemiller.co backslash news. Until next time, I am Annie Miller. Thank you for listening to the Fitzboro podcast. <laughs>